Welcome to Sincerely South. The Sincerely South podcast series is brought to you by the College of Education and Professional Studies at the University of South Alabama. I'm Dr. Joe Gaston. And I'm Dr. Susan Ferguson. Welcome. We're happy to be here today. And Susan, I'm going to let you run the show today because this is all about your grant. And I'm really excited to uh, to share this information today. So. It's actually all about our grant because I think this is a first for Sincerely South that everyone who is in this room as part of the podcast is actually a co-PI on a new grant that we recently got. That's is that right? right? Everybody who's in? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So um, we're here today to talk about the Pathway to Mathematics to NOICE grant. And I want to give a little bit of background before I introduce everyone who's here today. Sure. But um, the University of South Alabama over the past, well, since 2009, has had a series of NSF grants funded through Robert Noyce, the Robert Noyce Foundation. And those grants have allowed undergraduate STEM majors in math and science to have their graduate degree in education paid for. So when they finish the program, they have a master's degree in education with a focus in either math or general science education. And so recently, at, at the ex expiration of those couple of grants that, by the way, produced around 80 teachers locally, um, from the three years of those grants, we were able to apply for a new um, science grant stream, which I believe you had Dr. McCorrison on previously on an episode of Sincerely right. South. And then more recently, we were funded for uh, Pathway to Mathematics 2, which is a NOICE grant um, that is kind of exciting because we were able to name classroom teachers as part of that grant and that's not something that we had done in the past and through both those grants able to provide forty thousand dollars as a scholarship package which is a little different from the past in the past we provided twenty eight thousand dollars as a scholarship package wow. so that paid tuition but it didn't necessarily pay for living expenses and a lot of people who were part of that felt like they needed to work in addition to being graduate students in this really fast-paced four semester graduate program. And so that's kind of the nuts and bolts of the Pathway to Mathematics 2 and the new STREAM grants. But in the studio today, there are four of us. Of course, as you already said, I'm Dr. Susan Ferguson, and I'm the PI on that grant. And I have been the project director for the NOISE projects here since 2009. And I also have with me Dr. Joe Gaston, who is my co-host. He's a co-PI on the grant. And he's going to talk in just a moment about his role. I have Ramsey Willis, who is a teacher at Davidson High School, who was in the second group of Pathway to Mathematics um, teachers who graduated from our first math uh, noise grant. He also is an instructor of mathematics here at, at South. And Dr. Trace DeFurick, who is our associate dean and is a co-PI on the grant, and he is also in um, the psychology department. He's a professor in the psychology department. So welcome to all of you. I, I'm not in the psychology department. They just let me hang out with them. Oh, wow. I'm only, wow. I'm only a professor in the College of Ed, but was, thank you. I was trying to promote yeah, you to I, multiple things. No Gosh. Oh, wow. But, but they let me talk to them and spend time with them. Well, you know what? Since you have jumped in about psychology I, I and spending mistake, time, you did. I? So talk about your role on the grant as, uh, as it pertains to psychology and as your support as the associate dean of our college. So as I understand my role in the grant, okay. it's similar to <laughs> Dr. McCorse and, and you, I think, sought me out to try and be uh, present in the grant and providing help to uh, noise scholars as they progress through this from kind of a career development, a little bit of wellness, 
right in my head at least yeah yeah mental wellness so it reminds me of a uh, old star trek series where they had uh, counselor troy on the ship yeah. you know i'm i'm, I'm the you're deanna I'm, troy, I'm deanna troy <laughs> uh, uh, for the for the nice pathway to math <laughs> you uh, look just like her yeah too. i know I, I i think so thankfully this isn't on video uh but but you know i think sometimes people think you know stem is something that's sort of very technical and and uh Knowledge based and but it's a graduate degree. Any graduate degree, your your life's. Uh, I'm sure Ramsey can talk about this. It's going in a totally different direction. So even uh, changes we want are still changes. They're stressful. Um, a lot of people, I think we can talk about with the prior noise. They they don't all stay in teaching. Um, we want them to. We want that to be successful. But but ultimately, you want somebody to make a choice that's right for them. And uh, so there's a lot of career development questions I think that come right. up that part of my time with the scholars will be helping them sort through that um, another thing that comes to mind when you look at the literature is um, in, in secondary education you know content knowledge is sort of supreme right it's it, it, a little different than elementary and middle grades but then sometimes what you see people struggle with is the more interpersonal uh, classroom management relationships with students and you really have to know yourself well to to do those things. Sure. So that's yeah. kind of how I hopefully we'll get into right. some dialogues and other things you asked me to do that will help develop that side of noise scholars as educators. Yeah, it sounds like you know your role. Uh, right. I'm glad because <laughs> I read the grant like a year ago. So. <laughs> well, and the other thing I think that's important that we were thinking about and in including um, uh, a psychologist or someone with that background on the on the grants was um, teacher mental health and well being because mm -hmm. there is a lot to be said right now as in the past but especially coming out of covid and a lot of struggles that um, teachers feel as in terms of isolation and things that their students are experiencing as well that are coming at new teachers that are sometimes i think difficult and uh, ramsey i'm going to turn it over to you since you are the classroom teacher in here and let you talk about not only your role on the grant and and your role as part of noise but uh, maybe a little bit about teacher mental health uh oh. Well, I guess I'll start with the uh, teacher mental health, primarily because it's tough. <laughs> and a lot of teachers say that. And once you're in the classroom trying to deal with classroom management and the behavior of the students, it changes what you're doing. So we're taught in the graduate program to go in there and present this topic or this subject. And when you get to classroom, it's like, uh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> First, we have to understand where the kids are coming from, understand um, their home lives, and then try to present the material to them. And that makes it tough for teachers that you know are there to teach. I'm here to teach you how to do math. I'm not here to teach you how to live your life, but in essence, that's what we're doing. We have to teach them how to live their life first. Then we can teach them the subject. Um, so that's, that's the mental part of it. And I, I know a lot of teachers are not prepared for that and I, I guess I was I don't know that's a good question <laughs> was I um I think you were you you jumped in I did jump in you but did I had I had kids when I went to when I started teaching I had kids so I guess I was one of the fortunate ones and I had a daughter that was actually in high school so I'm, I'm still young but <laughs> <laughs> I had a daughter that was in high school so um Understanding what she was going through, the home life. I think uh, Susan mentioned this before. Um, I was one of those people that needed to work because I had four kids and a wife at home. 
and the program paid so much, but I'm like, well, I don't have enough money to live. So my daughter kind of dealt with that in high school. So if anybody asked her what her home life was like, um, they wouldn't understand why we couldn't pay fees. Like, I can't pay the school fees because I don't have the money. So some of the kids there, their parents aren't able to do things. So um, the teacher first has to understand the student, and then they're able to teach the material. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Well said. I, I agree, and I think that there's, there's so much pressure on teachers to teach the curriculum, to hit the ground running on day one, but if you don't take the time to establish those relationships, you're chasing the kids all year anyway. So uh, there's always that pressure, and I would resist it. I was like, we got to spend a couple of days just getting to know each other and working on routines and procedures and stuff. So, and, and you're right. I mean, it's all about you've got to have those relationships if you want to have your students have any sort of meaningful learning from, from your teaching, I think. You're so right. And, and, and believe it or not, this year um, in Mobile County, I don't know if you all know this, we were instructed to just go, not to really go back and review anything, um, just hit the door and, and just go. And, and I'm like, well, we, we really can't do that because if they're missing something and you tell us to go on, they're going to miss even more because they don't have that, that background knowledge or that... Um, I can't even think of the word right now. <laughs> well, especially in a subject like mathematics, that it builds Correct. on itself like that, of mm -hmm. course, yeah. Yeah, so we need them to have it and to tell us to just go for it and just take the kids or if they're not getting it, just leave them. I can, we, we can't do that. Right, right. So that made it tough, and we're rushing through things, and I'm like, it's not as easy as you think, um, especially if not knowing these kids or not knowing their backgrounds. Right. That is so important. And, and the fact that you recognize that and you help other teachers recognize that as part of why you're one of our mentor teachers as part of this NOISE grant. And, um, and I'm really proud that you are. We have actually three pre-residency scholars who are going to be visiting your classroom. And I'll talk a little bit, in a little bit, I'll talk about the process. But um, Tell a little bit about your experience getting into NOISE in the first place and how you came to be part of the NOISE project. Okay. Um, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> um, we're going way back to, I think, 2011. Um, I think that's when I met Dr. Green. It was either 2011 or 2012. And I had just moved to Alabama, so I didn't really know anything. I couldn't understand the people here. <laughs> um, it, it was totally new. Well, yes, I am from Michigan. From? I'm from Michigan, Michigan. from Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> okay. So the language was different. Um, everything was different. Um, but I got to Alabama. Um, I was in school to work on a second bachelor's. I had a bachelor's and a master's already. Um, so I was working on a second bachelor's in, in math education. And I was going through it. I talked to Dr. Green. I'm pretty sure it was 2000. 12, maybe early 2012, if not late 2011. And um, he mentioned this program to me. And I said, if I can do it, sure, let's do it. And at that time, it was different than what we have now. We had to do all of the, because I have a business background. Um, so we had to do all of the prereqs. So the classes I didn't have in math, I didn't have a bunch of math classes. <laughs> I had a business background, I had a bunch of science classes. I don't think Dr. Green knew that. Um, <laughs> he would have pushed me to the science um, pathway, but 
I had the science background and I didn't have the math background, so I had to take those classes. And then once I got through those, then I could start the noise program. So I don't know if, I think, was it 2013 that I started? I think so, yeah. So after I finished the pre-residence or the prereqs for that, then I started the noise program in 2013. Um, The program was actually fun. The cohort that I was with, the group, they were they were great. Um, we all worked together, and we studied together, and um, we just did good. The program paid uh, for everything. We went to several conferences, um, several events. I can't even mention all of them. It was so many. <laughs> um, but it was good because we were exposed to many different things. And by the time we got done, I almost felt like I had been a teacher for a little while. And we had just gotten started, so um, that was the old program, and it was it was good. I think one of the best things is we had to go through and get that content knowledge um, that we didn't have already before we entered the program, um, because it allowed me to do well on the the Alabama or I guess the um, the what is that test called? Praxis. Praxis. Thank you. Um, the we tried to get test. It <laughs> Well, it, at the it time, was bad. There was like that an was, Alabama teacher test. other test plus yeah. the Praxis when you went through. But the yeah. Praxis was the one that if I didn't have the content knowledge, yeah. I would have been in trouble. And I know a lot of people don't pass that because they've forgotten or they just don't have the knowledge. But that helped with that. And to get into the program, you had to pass the Praxis. So, excuse me, um, that was a, that was a good program. Um, the, the way to get in was all good. So I'm curious. I'm sorry, Susan. I'm jumping okay. a bit, but you had mentioned that your background was originally in business, and that when you came to South, you were switching over to education. What what brought around that change? What made you want to do that? <laughs> he needs a life story. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're all, we're all about stories. It's a podcast. Well, I mean, I get accused of sounding like NPR, so yeah. I'm, I'm here for the life story. You do very much sound like NPR. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, Not a lot of people know this. I I think I've talked to Susan about it, so she knows. Um, But because I'm not originally from Alabama, I I had no plans of coming to Alabama, believe it or not. Um, I was working in business, doing well, no um, threat of getting fired or anything like that. (laughs) And um, God told me I needed to come to Alabama to be a teacher, a math teacher at that. And I was like, what? (laughs) So, were I had like, to, were like, did you get the math part wrong? Maybe <laughs> no, the math was I, I, I understood math. That was fine. The the the, the what part was Alabama? The Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've never been to uh, Mobile. Actually, I called it Mobile, Alabama. Um, not being from here, I called it Mobile, and uh, didn't know where I was going to live. Didn't know where I was, where I was going to work. Didn't know anything about the noise program. Um, when I moved down here, which is it's funny that you asked that, I didn't even have a place to live. Wow. And I brought my wife and my four kids. We got on the road not knowing where we were going, just knowing we were coming to Mobile, Alabama. So um, I got here, and I knew I had to go to school. I knew I had to go to South Alabama because that was a school that was, that's what God told me to go. Out of all the schools in Alabama, University of South Alabama. I didn't know why, but now I do. So... 
he had a plan that I couldn't see, and I just had to follow it. We need to take you on the road. <laughs> 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 um, Holy cow. But, yeah, so we moved down here. Um, that happened. I uh, started school, and then the second year I was here, I ran into Andre. So it was it was awesome. And it's been awesome since I've been here. I was going to say, what, what it was must tough. that be like for you now to be able to look back and see how it just all kind of fell into place? That is amazing. It is amazing. It was <laughs> tough at the beginning. At, at the beginning, it was like, all right, um, I don't have a job. I didn't have a job for six months. And um, I'm like, well, bills are still getting paid, so something's happening. <laughs> right. But um, my, my kids probably suffered the most because they were like, well, we can't do anything. We don't have any money. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. I don't have a job. Um, and I won't have a job. And that's why I mentioned earlier about I was one of the students that needed the extra cash that, so I right. could work or take care of my family. But we got through it. We got through it. And looking back, it was a journey. It was a road, but it was worth it. So What an amazing story. Yes. I, I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was wanting you to say it, but. <laughs> yeah. I, had to, I had to wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so, and it actually has been a success, successful journey, I think, from my perspective, for your whole family. Yes. Your, your it, children it and, yeah. Um, well, I'll go on that. So my, my children, my daughter, she went to, um, when we got here, she was in eighth grade. That's my oldest daughter. And she went to Burns Middle School and realized that, she had done everything that they were doing <laughs> because we were advanced in Michigan. And then she went over to Clark Shaw, and she was like, well, this is a little bit more challenging, but it's still pretty much done all of that. So she got to, she left uh, middle school and went to Davidson in the IB program. And she started that, and she was like, this is fine. It's just a lot of extra studying. But she was like, I don't want to continue it because it's a lot of work. Um, so she graduated High school in three years, she went to our um, private school, which is our church that we went to, and she finished her senior and junior year in, that, in one year. So oh, wow. she went to Davidson for two years and then went to the church and finished junior and senior year in one year. And then she left there. She went to Spring Hill um, in a nursing program, and she did that two years, and then she came over to South, where I was where I was working. How about that? Um, and... She did the nursing program here, and now she's she's still young. She's 25. I don't know how that happens. I'm 21, but <laughs> right. she's 25. And, but uh, you're the math teacher, right? <laughs> no. we, there's something, there's a, a different kind of math. My math <laughs> isn't <right>? mathing, <laughs> is what my students say. Uh, your math isn't mathing. Um, so, but she's 25 now, and she's uh, a successful nurse at uh, USA and uh, the hospital now. And she's she's doing really well. She's bought a house, and you know she's doing what a lot of twenty five year olds don't do. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my daughter. She's the oldest one out of all of my kids, and I have a twenty one year old son, um, eighteen year old son, and then my my youngest is sixteen. That's at Davidson with me right now. So three out of the four of my three out of the four of my kids went to Davidson. Um, go Warriors. Right. Go Warriors. <laughs> um, and uh, unfortunately, I only have two that will, well, no, only one that will graduate from Davidson. My, my son, he graduated from another place. My daughter, like I said, she went to private school and graduated. 
Um, but my youngest daughter, who's there now, she'll graduate from Davidson. Um, so yes, my kids are doing well. They're, um, I think they're they're happy now, um, and they're all doing something that they should be. I think so. that that your mentorship for them and your family and your your leadership says a lot about what you do for your students and for people that we send to you to mentor uh, as part of our program. So I'm really excited that you're still part of it. Well, thank you, but I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I if do. it's me. I do. I do. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation about this new noise grant. We'll be right back. At the University of South Alabama, we inspire we illuminate. We generate ideas that propel our region forward. We transform our students into leaders who have the confidence, knowledge, and ability to change their communities for the better. Together, we make a lasting impact on the world around us. We are your University of South Alabama. At the University of South Alabama College of Education and Professional Studies, we inspire others to learn. Our faculty at South are experts in their fields and ignite a passion for teaching in their students. You can become an educational innovator and thought leader with a graduate degree from South. We offer a variety of masters, educational specialists, and doctoral degrees, and we are ready to help you with your next professional goal. Our programs are flexible and many can be completed fully online. Now is the time to earn a graduate degree. Through the Educator Excellence Scholarship, you may be eligible for a 20% tuition reduction for six consecutive semesters. Graduate students majoring in a teacher education program who have previously earned an Alabama Professional Educator Certificate automatically qualify for this scholarship. Teach. Inspire. Innovate. And, and lead with a degree from South. Welcome back. We're here today really with uh, Dr. Susan Ferguson and her team talking about the NOICE grant that was just uh, awarded here for South uh, potential math teachers that are interested in going into the profession. And Susan, you wanted me to talk a little bit about, about my role. Yeah. So I was asked to come on board being someone whose focus is in educational technologies and thinking about ways to work with these future math teachers on ways to integrate technology into the math classroom. And that may be something that they haven't had a lot of experience with, depending on where they were taught math and how they were taught. There may have been the calculator, there may have been the smart board, but there may not have been a lot of the other kind of dynamic things that are out there that provide some some opportunities for deeper learning and, and greater understanding. And so that's one of the things I'm, I'm looking forward to doing. I'll get to work with them during the summer. We'll have kind of a, some workshops that we'll do to, to see what that looks like with integrating math and, and technology. And then also you were talking to me about developing some modules in one of the, the ed tech courses that I teach online uh, that would provide some of that. Is that, that's kind of the that's idea right. of that yeah. as well? Yeah, to kind of get into that integrated STEM part. Um, like I said earlier, we have a, a kind of a partner grant with the science um, with a stream program. And so really helping them look at integrated STEM and how math and science are interrelated along with technology are um, that's kind of an important part of 
next step of these grants. Right. Absolutely. That's great. And I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, so we're excited. I'm, I'm we're excited to have added that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that's one good thing that we have been able to do is look at um, integrated STEM and really looking at middle grades, uh, technologies and math and science. Often that is something that is missing in terms of um, our preparation of of pre-service teachers because a lot of them want to teach high school a lot of them are passionate about high school level math and science and so sometimes we don't really it's not that they can't do middle school math obviously it's that maybe they haven't thought about the delivery of that and so one of the things that is part of this this version of the grant are as a summer institute that are workshops that include integrated STEM, looking specifically at middle school math and science competencies. We're able to invite um, those who have graduated from our past noise projects in both math and science to take part in this. We also have a diversity, equity, and inclusion part of this um, part of this grant that we're going to be working on with um, Dr. Andre Green, actually, who um, is sort of the brainchild of the Noise projects here initially, and who is now at East Carolina. But he's going to be able to um, participate in that. We're going to take um, our participants to the uh, Equal Justice Initiative in Montgomery and let them experience that. So there's lots of great things that uh, anyone who joins the noise projects now and those who have been participants in the past are going to get to enjoy. So we're really excited about that. That's good for you. You get to to do that as well. (laughs) It is. And I've been wanting to go to the Equal Justice Initiative in Montgomery and I've never gone. It's life changing. So that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think what I want to do to wrap this up is to um, let anyone know who is listening to this or who knows someone who uh, might be interested, who is an undergraduate STEM major, specifically for Pathway to Mathematics to an undergraduate STEM major in math or engineering. But um, as I said, we also have the, the STREAM grant as well. So anyone who has a background in science could also participate. And the way that it works is in the fall of a year before you're interested in starting the graduate program, we do what is called a pre-residency. And the pre-residency for Pathway to Mathematics 2 is a taste of the teaching pie, (laughs) (laughs) P-I. I hadn't heard that yet. (laughs) Nice. What we really want those who might be interested, who are exploring whether or not they want to be a teacher, we want to give them an opportunity to be on the other side of the desk from being a student in the classroom. And for example, right now we have someone going through whose background is civil engineering. He's graduating next fall and he is interested in uh, becoming a teacher, even though he has been focused on engineering so far. He is, um, he's always had a passion for working with kids. He actually had Mr. Willis in one of his undergraduate math classes and found out that he was part of the noise project through one of our advertisements. And so he came to talk to me today and um, 
And so he's going to have an opportunity to spend a few days in the middle school classroom and in the high school classroom to explore what it means to be an educator before he commits to the four semester program. And like I said, it's $40,000 to pay for graduate, a graduate degree and living expenses. And it's a fast paced four semester program so that um, if you are finishing up an undergraduate degree or you are a career changer, it doesn't set you back for too long before you actually get into the classroom. This sounds like a a really great opportunity for people that are thinking, and I, I love the idea of getting to check it out first. Yeah. Right. Just to know if it's if it's something you really like in your head, you may think, yeah, I want to be a teacher and you get in your classroom. And you're like, I right. Don't exactly. Do this, but, exactly. Or just the opposite. You yeah. may go, this is exactly where I want to be. So what if somebody wants to get involved? Are there still um, positions available? Are there still those opportunities available for Absolutely. people? Absolutely. There's an opportunity for people who want to get involved immediately. Um, like I said, we have the pre-residency opportunity every fall semester. It's not too late this fall to get involved. Um, we typically uh, invite students who are in their junior and senior year, as well as people who are in a career in the career field already as an engineer or um, you know, doing something else with their STEM degree, their background in STEM. And so they can really get involved at any time. But our pre-residency is in the fall, and then they begin graduate school in, in January. And they can email me at ferguson at southalabama.edu, and I will direct them to either grant opportunity. Fantastic. Any final words? It's amazing how little we talked about teaching math, and it just speaks to how complicated this is and it's not just about teaching mathematics it's about teaching kids that's right i learned something today oh well i'm glad wow i I liked his words when he said it's about teaching kids it is the the subject matter is the probably the least important part of this but you're trying to get kids to learn how to be adults and what they learn on along the way is just a bonus oh i like that it's a pretty heavy responsibility, it is. but when you get the proper training, you can do it. It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's exciting. It's exciting business being it a is. teacher. It is. It truly is. Well, thank you all so much for coming in the studio today. Yeah. It's a great conversation and excited about this uh, project and this grant and, and to see who these future teachers are going to be. It's going to be a, a good thing. And maybe some of you listening might end up being one of those teachers as well. I certainly hope so. Well, thank those of you for listening today. As long as we keep talking to each other, we'll make it together through this thing called life. Sincerely, South. The Sincerely South podcast series is brought to you by the University of South Alabama College of Education and Professional Studies. Follow the college Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages at U-S-A-C-E-P-S for the latest news. The podcast episodes are engineered and directed by Dr. Joe Gaston. Our executive producer is Dr. Trace DeFurek. Guests on the podcast are expressing personal opinions for informational purposes only and are not necessarily acting as representatives for the university or for their places of employment. Copyright 2024. All rights reserved.